0: Hi, this is Dr. Kathleen Nash, and welcome to 10 Minutes of Total Transformation. In these podcasts, I try to give you real information, the real deal, in bite-sized chunks that you can start using today to make a total transformation of your own. So let's hit it. From Digital Insight Recording Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a stone's throw away from the world-famous strip, this is Transformation Radio, the podcast that explores weight loss, health, and everything Korean. Here is your host, chiropractic physician, Dr. Kathleen Nash. In this podcast, episode 30, we're going to continue with where we left off last week, which is the top 10 diet foods that you can use to beat candida albicans or a chronic yeast infection. So if you didn't catch the top five, you can certainly listen to the last podcast and do so. I'm going to get right into it and start with the sixth one on the list, which is garlic. So garlic is really good, especially if it's raw, if it's cooked garlic, if it's processed, again, cooked, processed, not nearly as good as the real thing. So you want to make sure that you do raw garlic. The reason that raw garlic or garlic in general works so well to fight the yeast's infections is that it contains sulfur and it's the sulfur that is a very potent antifungal agent to candida albicans because candida albicans like we discussed last week is a fungus so make sure that if you do decide to use garlic to fight the candida albicans uh, that you make sure that it's raw and it's not processed all right moving on to number seven number seven is ground flax seeds and chia seeds so Seeds in particular are great, high micronutrient content, rich in fiber. Um, Basically what the flaxseed and the chia seeds are going to do that's special for Candida albicans is it will support the growth of probiotics, which is, um, again, when we talked last week and we talked about um, the fermented vegetables like kimchi and tempeh and things like that, this is along the same lines. It also helps eliminate yeast systemically through the body, not just concentrated in the gut area. So the problem with these yeast infections when they go systemic, systemic just means all over the body, which means it gets into all of the cells in the body. That's why a really effective test for candida albicans that I talk about often is putting saliva in a cup of clear water. When we're sleeping at night, that yeast collects into the cells of the saliva. And it's because you're not swallowing all night, six, seven, eight hours where you're not swallowing. It gives the yeast an opportunity to collect in the saliva so that you can test to see if you're positive for it. That's why systemic, um, we want to address that issue as well as just a problem with candida localized to the gut or the digestive area. All right. Number eight on the list. I don't even really want to tell you about this one. I almost don't want to talk about it. Um, It's basically unsweetened Cranberry juice, which another name for that is nature's bitter little berry. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried unsweetened or sugar free. Uh, like, real whole cranberry juice. Um, It literally tastes like jet fuel. Unbelievably bitter, unbelievably hard to get down, which is why all of the commercial cranberry juices that people use to fight kidney infection is basically red sugar water that they accidentally passed near a cranberry. So just a side tip, if you are drinking cranberry juice to fight kidney infections and bladder infections and things like that, if you're using commercial uh, cranberry juice, that's not gonna do it. That is really technically not cranberry juice. That's just sugar water that looks red with a little bit of cranberry flavor. So the upside of using unsweetened cranberry juice is that it will correct the pH levels in your urine. That's, so again, we're going after the digestive tract, the urinary tract to kill off the candida. But again, the downside is that it tastes like jet fuel without sugar, so good luck with that. Number nine is a spice actually, it's called turmeric. Turmeric completely inhibits the growth of candida. It's just a basic general spice, uh, pretty much used in Eastern parts of the world, like India, it's really common there. You can basically get it at any any store that sells spices. Um, The problem is when I was researching kind of foods that you could fight candida with, there really was no guideline to the amount of turmeric that you can use on a daily basis to fight the candida. So that's why it's all the way down at number nine on my list. Um, But definitely a good thing that you can put into the diet if if you need to work on an overgrowth. And number 10 is organic meat. Now, the reason that the meat is, is uh, at number 10 is because protein plays a vital role in candida. But here's the deal, because again, we talked about candida feeds on sugar, right? So protein is not a sugar. This is why meat can be a good thing, but it's tricky. If you're eating meat that's farm factory raised, if you're looking, you know, like a, um, a feedlot type of a situation, these type of meats can actually feed the candida and make it worse. So how is that possible? Well, mainly it's because the animals are fed a diet that is inconsistent to their natural form of eating. Um, They're fed a grain-based diet, or a corn-based diet, and it's a cheap grain, and it's a cheap corn. Grain basically converts into sugar. So the problem is the meat now has a different composition than if it was an animal that was organically raised, if it was an animal that was fed grass or its natural type of diet, versus one that's just designed to get them fattened up as soon as possible. And then we go into the whole problem of the hormones and the and the antibacterials and all the crap that they give the animal to make sure that the animal doesn't get sick until it's processed. So when you decide that you're going to increase your protein intake to fight a candida albicans infection, you really do want to make sure that it's organic meat, that it's grass-fed, that that animal is clean as possible before you put it into your system. Otherwise, you're not going to see a really good response. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode. If you're enjoying the podcast and you've not left a rating or review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, please take a moment to do so and let me know if you like the show. I would really appreciate that. You can also drop me a message at info at drnash.com, and please be sure to check out my social media links on my website, drnash.com. You'll find more valuable and free information on my YouTube channel, Facebook, Facebook, And Instagram pages. In my next week's episode, I'm going to talk to you about can you or can you not use exercise to out-train a bad diet. So stay tuned for that. And that's all I have this week on Transformation Radio. Until next time, remember, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Take that one step today towards total transformation. I'm Dr. Kathleen Nash. You've been listening to Transformation Radio with chiropractic physician Dr. Kathleen Nash. To begin your total transformation, visit drnash.com.